Welcome to Breakpoint Podcast, a show that dedicates itself to the best racket sport in the world. For the most extensive tennis podcast, let's join Ryan Tennyson, Josh Campbell, Joel Fritchie, and your host, Val Febo. Tennis has produced a glorious narrative over the past year and a half, and the BNP Paribas Open's conclusion made sure that that continued, with Juan Martín del Potro and Naomi Osaka both emerging victorious. One has established the talent that has been marred by a string of wrist injuries, while the other just wiped the floor pretty much with anyone that came in her path. This is Breakpoint Podcast. I'm your host, Val Febo. Plenty to get through tonight. Joel and Josh are in the house. Uh, we've got an Indian Wells wrap full and comprehensive for you with Del Potro and Osaka, both, as I said, emerging victorious in the Californian desert, along with the rankings and the preview of the next Masters 1000 in Miami. But before we do any of that, we'll introduce the panel. We've got Joel Frucci sitting right across from me, looking directly and gazing into my eyes. It's beautiful. How are you, Joel? Good, mates. Good, boys. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there straight away. Oh, God. No one else said Naomi Osaka would make the final except for me. You were the only one here last week, apart from me. Yeah, true, but I'm still going to claim it. <laughs> you can right. claim that. That is a fantastic yeah. pick. Well, you are, you, you're becoming, I think, well, you're still behind in the tipping competition, but I'm a little bit worried. And Josh Campbell's also here. How are you going, mate? I'm, I'm doing very well. Um, I, I want to make another big thing. The Indian Wells really does feel like a fifth Grand Slam, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, it, it, I think if the US Open wasn't going to host... Oh, sorry, New York, New York wasn't going to host the US Open. It'd easily go to to the Indian Wells Tennis Garden. The, the way that they do things over there, um, our good friend Brett Phillips was over there. He said it's just unbelievable. The players love it. The media love it. Um, just a friendly environment. And um, it, it, what a setting. What a location. The Californian desert, the mountains behind. So I think it's, it's a phenomenal place to play tennis. And uh, from what we saw, the tennis was... Phenomenal as well, wasn't it? Yeah, fantastic tennis. The uh, the Del Potro Federer final kind of speaks for itself with its scoreline, but just hmm. unbelievable tennis from those two. Oh, it certainly was. And well, the final we'll move into that ag- that part of the agenda because one Martin Del Potro has claimed his first Masters one thousand final. Uh, he's oh, he was zero and three before that, along with losing an Olympic final and the World Tour finals final as well. Um, he was the sixth seed, knocked off world number one Roger Federer six four six seven seven six was down forty fifteen when Federer served for the match the championship at 5-all and then down advantage again and Federer had a very questionable drop shot that um, I think he would probably take back if he yeah. had the if he had the opportunity now but what an unbelievable win for Del Potro his 22nd career title first Argentinian to lift the trophy in Indian Wells and well what a remarkable story it is because we've said it so many times that this man if he wasn't injured he pro- Federer, Nadal, Djokovic and Murray would not and Stan as well, I don't think they'd have as many slams as they do because mm. Del Potro was just coming good at the end of 2009 and then got robbed with injury, got himself back inside the top 10. But now, I think in 2013-14, but now he's really... He's on. He's had yeah. an onslaught on the tour. He's 11 matches in a row. And Joel, you did predict this. I did. What made you just say, look, Del, Del Potro's going to win this title? Just the way he's been playing this year, I think. Um, just, I mean, obviously we know that we know that the forehand has been on, um, and when it's on, it's it's an absolute splonker. It's a rocket. I, I don't think there's um, one better in the splonker. competition. Yeah, a splonker. It's just that's never how, heard that's, that before. That's how good it is when it's on. It's yeah. just it's it's terrific and it's lethal. 
it's lethal. And during Indian Wells, the forehand was on and so was the backhand. So both wings were on. Um, yes, Val. That, sorry, that's something I was going to ask you about, the backhand. How much has that improved over the last year and a half? Oh, immensely. Because immensely. He, he couldn't hit one. It was, all, <laughs> it was all slicing since he came back from his wrist injury. But now the backhand is back. Mm. Do you think that makes him one of the most complete players on the tour because he's hitting it so well? And do you think the backhand was probably the key for him to have this sustained success? Well, I think so. I mean, that was obviously his weakest shot. Um, so, you know, when you fix that, then, yes, you're going, you're going to have a more rounded game, obviously, and you're going to you're going to be able to win things. And certainly against Roger Federer, um, you know, you are going to have to put the pressure on. I think we saw um, how great a deal of pressure that one my team put on Roger Federer in that I, I can't remember the last time I saw such a sort of a lack of composure from Roger in, in, uh, in, in the fact that he, that he did play that drop shot and... He missed uh, a crucial serve in the in the tiebreaker, or a double fault. Well, he double faulted was, twice. Yeah, the, I think it was. I can't remember what the score was. I think he was down to five, possibly. Um, but uh, it was out wide in any case to the forehand side, and uh, it was a, a double fault. That was a surprise. Um, you, you expect him to nail though. So yeah, look, maybe maybe one my team just created that um, that. Uh, Oh, the words escape me. It's, uh, you know, that, that's... Uh, perceived pressure. Perceived pressure. Yeah, that's the word. Lo- we that's love that on this show, don't we? We do love that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're 100% right. And, look, he was he was brilliant. And, Josh, looking at Del Potro now, can you see him winning any of the last three majors? Because I think we had this discussion last week. I think Joel, Joel and I both can see it. Do you think even the French Open... Yeah. He, I, he's a shot. He could win one. He could win two. He could win all three. All three are... are uh, not, I was going to say well, probability. That's pushing it. Are an easy possibility at well, this point. He's made the semifinals in all three of those previously. So, yeah. and do you think, say now, Rafa comes back in Monte Carlo, if they play on clay, and Del Potro's in the form that he's in now, he wasn't near this form in the U.S. Open last year. He still got to the semifinals. But if they, if you're looking at this now, and he comes up against someone like Rafa on clay, who's pretty underdone. Do you, do you think that he he'll come back and and, and really push oh, any of these guys? Uh, he'll push all of them. I I playing Nadal on clay. I wouldn't I wouldn't lock in Del Potro. I would still have Nadal as my favorite. But I, I if Nadal played Del Potro in a final at the French Open and Del Potro was to win right now, that would not be surprising to me. Yeah, oh, it wouldn't be surprising to me either. I think the way that he's playing, he's just. Everything, as Joel said, is is lethal, and I think Tennis TV put the comparison to his forehand as Thor's hammer last year, and there <laughs> was, was a bit of banter. What was the between... word? A splonker? What was it? A splonker. 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 That is a great word. I think that's. Yeah, uh, I just made that up. His word... forehand is so good, it gets to invent its own word. <laughs> yeah, yep, pretty much. Exactly. Pretty much. But it was, and he now look. He's won twenty two titles in, from thirty two finals, which is a sixty nine percent winning record in finals. And that's the best in the top 10 by quite a way. I think Nadal is second best on 67%. And I think that's a really un- unbelievable stat. When you look at guys like Federer and Nadal, they're both in the top 10. Zverev um, has won a lot of finals, won five titles last year in his own right. Chilich as well. But it, it's it's a massive number, almost 70%, which is which is a massive conversion rate. Um, well, and I think, do, do you think this is now, guys, the... I know it's up there with one of the best stories of tennis over the last year, but do you think it is the best? Yeah, I, 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 one of the greatest love stories I've ever heard, Del Potro in tennis. 
Yeah, it's it's up there. Hmm. It's, it's got to be up there. Yeah, well, what you said about that conversion rate, I think that says a lot about how good Del Potro really is because he's got a splonker of a forehand and his backhand's considerably improved. But it's also showing he's got that mental capacity. When he's winning more than two-thirds of his finals, it's showing when he's put on the big stage and the pressure's there, he's able to rise to the hmm. challenge. And that's exactly right. He is able to rise to the challenge. Even the finals that he's lost, a lot of them have been really close. Yeah. Um, so he could easily have more titles. He could have less, but some of the finals that he's won have been close as well. But look, he saved three match points in the final after having some of his own in the second, and he defied a pretty crappy record against Roger Federer. He was down seventeen or 18-6 in their head-to-head meetings, had beaten him, yes, at the US Open twice and in a couple of other matches throughout their careers. But this one, I think, probably... Tip- probably typified where he where he is right now and um, I think shows Roger's kryptonite a little bit because in the Australian Open final, Chilich, who's a very similar player to Del Potro, pushed Federer to five and Del Potro, obviously with his lethal ground strokes, defeated him. So do you think now this is the template to actually beat Roger Federer to hit him off the court? I mean, with with his um his aging body, it seems probably like the smartest option to do. Someone whose body is eventually going to start failing him, and when he's on, on, well on the wrong side of thirty, if you're able to um just belt him off the court, it, it it is a good tactic against someone like him. Yeah, and Joel, do you think that is the the key now to to beating Federer, or do you just think some players just match up well and and push um. Him? Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen Roger be able to neutralize um, the power before. I, I still think that the key with, with Roger is to move him around the court. Um, you know, as, as you said, Val, he's not getting any younger. So yeah. um, for me, that is that is still the way to go about things. Um, of course, we've seen Roger improve his movement, and that's why, you know, he's in the position that he's in. Um, but yeah, I actually... <laughs> I think Roger matches up really well on, on power hitters. But, yeah. Um, of course, you know, Delpo just just happened to play some probably his best tennis um, mm. against him. So, yeah, I'm a big believer that the movement is still the key with Roger. But when it's when it's been sort of that extreme power, like we've seen yeah. with Delpo, like we've seen with Chilich and Rafa in his heyday, Roger's worked Rafa out now, but Rafa used to use the forehand and, and just outpower Roger. Um, now... Uh, you, we saw when Federer was getting a little bit older, Djokovic and Murray, was, or Djokovic especially, not not as much Murray, but was wearing him down a little bit. But now yeah. he's sort of worked out worked that out to try and finish the points off quickly. So I think, I reckon Del Potro and Chilich might have actually worked out what to do against Federer, and they have the capabilities to do it. Some other guys, um, even Burdich in the first in the first set of um, the Australian Open quarterfinal was out hitting Roger. And yeah, he, he should have won that first set. That was robbery. Pretty much what what Roger did to him. Yeah. He pretty much held him up at a bank and said, "Yeah, I'm taking this first set." So I reckon the key now for players, when you look at Federer, try and out hit him because I reckon it could, it might just work. You never know. But look, he is 17-1 for the year. He has started. It's his best ever start to the season. Um, still, does it amaze you that this is 17 and zip was his best start to the se- to a season ever? Does it? It doesn't feel like enough, does it? It kind of like you thought he's, like, he's had so many records now that when you hear yeah. a statistic like that, you expect it to be more. Yeah, but he's exactly. la- he, the the first time he did it or got to sixteen was in two thousand and six, so he was twenty four years old. I just think that. I mean, the stats shows remarkable. he's human. It means yeah. he can lose games. Pretty much, well, exactly. Well, he is human. We saw over a little bit of a period where he didn't win a slam, but mm. look, it's just unbelievable to see him still playing well. But I honestly think quickly. Where do we see Del Potro ending up in 2018? What will his final ranking be, Joel? 
Oh. I think we asked this last week. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, what did I say? I think I said world number five. I'm almost reconsidering that already. Oh, I uh, I said th- I said three. I think. Yeah. I'm sticking oh. with three. Yeah. Uh, given given all the I guess the toing and froing that's happened in the in the top ten and you know the injuries and stuff, I'm, I, I'll go one better actually. I'll say four. Four. I think you'll creep up one extra spot. Yeah. All right, Josh. I'll be boring and just say he'll solidify in the top five. I won't say where specifically. Yeah. I'll just say he'll be comfortably in the top five. I think top five. I I've, I said three last week. I think Chilich will probably end the year at two. Federer one. No, Nadal. no. Chilich is still going to be number one. Yeah, sure. Um. They're that far behind. I think Rafa will probably drop a lot of points in this French Open. He won't, he definitely won't defend his US Open points. Um, he doesn't look right to me at the moment, so I guess we'll see what happens. But look, second, this is the second consecutive Masters 1000, not won by a European, and there were 69 consecutive from 2010 up until uh, Shanghai last year, which I find remarkable. So Sock and Del Potro, well done to them for actually managing to get over the line there. But also, before we do move on, Borna Chorich, semi-final. Is that his mm. announcement onto the tour? I know he's beaten Rafa and Murray before, but the way he pushed Federer in the semi and his run to the semi, I thought was phenomenal. He needs to back it up in Miami. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. had about four or five announcements now, and then he's after made the announcement, he's gone AWOL for a little bit. So I, I want to hear an, uh, an announcement and then like a follow-up statement in the press if, if that kind of tracks to everybody. Kind of works, yeah. Um, look, I think I think Miami, he'll be pretty good. The quality that he showed over, over the last couple of weeks in Indian Wells was was brilliant, and if we can see that every week, I think Chorich is going to be a real contender for at least the top 15 spot in the rankings. He's definitely got the talent to do it, but um, Milos Ranić made the semis easy-ish draw, not, nothing too major. Can we see him getting back to his best? I, 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 I still can. I mean, I he was disappointing against Del Potro, but yeah. he didn't look awful um, making it to that semifinal. Yeah. You're making a semifinal of a major tournament. You've got to have done something, right? I don't. I mean, that 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 peak level where he was. I don't know if it's like a one hundred percent at that point exactly, but easily ninety five to ninety six percent of that. I could see him getting back to that. Yeah. Look, I, I don't think I, I, Brownich will never win a slam. I'm putting that. that that's down. where that's where I disagree with you. I reckon he can win a grand nah, slam. No chance, Joel. I think I'm with you on this one, Val. Yeah. I think he can get back to his best, but I, I don't think it'll be this year. Yeah, I don't think this year... I, he could get back to his best. You could be right. Mm. But look, I want to make clear, I'm not saying he will win one. I'm saying I reckon he mm. can win one. I don't think he can. I, I think his game is too predictable. Big for, big serve, inside-out forehand. Doesn't mean he can't change. It. Doesn't mean he could find the, a switch up in his mentality that allows him to win. I know he hasn't found it yet, and he's still got to improve, but I, I'm not writing him off. But I think Del Potro showed where Ranić lacks, because Del Potro has everything. Yeah. He's got the backhand. He's got the the forehand just barely misses. The serve isn't as fast as what Ranich's is, but when Del Potro has the ground strokes like that, yeah. they're fine, and he can easily out-rally someone. He did that to Ranich. So I think that's that's the big issue um, for for Milos. But look, we'll see. I think you could be right, but I, I don't think he's winning a slam ever. Um, I reckon his time has probably passed now with the guys like Zverev and, and Dimitrov coming through. Even Chilich has overtaken him. So... But we will move on. Uh, the women's draw. This was voice broke a little bit there. It didn't sound too good. Jeez, um, I'm 22 now. You'd think that would stop happening, but uh, obviously so. not. Obviously not. Osaka, Naomi Osaka. How? I don't know how she did it. You picked that. Do you want to gloat again, Joel? Well, I picked that she'd make the final. I think I had Angie Kerber winning, but I said that Naomi Osaka would make the final. Yeah, well, yeah, you did have Angie Kerber winning. You were wrong there, so I'll I quickly you, take that away. I reckon if you had a predictor and you did a 10,000 attempts at that final, you still would not have got that final right. 
No, oh, definitely not. Well, two 20-year-olds, the combined age of the women's final was 40. The combined age of the men's final was 64. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Federer is 36, so he nearly overtook the combined age for the women, which is just ridiculous. But Osaka defeated 20th seed Dara Kasatkina 6-3, 6-2. Crazily enough, her first ever title at Indian Wells. So we saw Ostapenko do it at the French Open uh, last year with her first ever title at a big event or Grand Slam. Now at a premier event, Osaka does the same thing. First woman from Asia to win in Indian Wells and the first non-European since 2001 where Serena Williams claimed the title to take the uh, tournament in the Californian desert. Um. But what she did in the tournament was more astounding yeah, because... her run, um, I reckon, outshone her actual win because the people she went through to win that, that um, in Indian Wells tournament was unbelievable. Well, I'll do a list for you. The players that she beat in straight sets, Maria Sharapova, Agnieszka Redvanska, Sasha Vickery, she's 100th in the world, so not bad, but she should beat her in straight sets, Karolina Pliskova, belted, mm. Simona Halep, belted, and Daria Kasatkina, destroyed. So, and the only player to take a set off her was Maria Sakari in the fourth round. That was a 7-5 set. The two sets that Osaka won was 6-1 in the first, 6-1 in the third. So that just shows the scope of how good she was and how mm. cleanly she was hitting the ball. And we saw at the Australian Open how how her power can actually get her through matches, what she did to Barty and and how confident she can be. So, look... I don't know. Do you think she's a one-hit wonder, or will we see a lot more of her? Well, uh, she's only twenty, but yeah, I, th- I think we'll see more of her. To be honest, I think yeah. she's she's got the right kind of game to she does. actually push on, yeah. um, and particularly on on the women's side yeah. as well. I and mean, beat the big guns. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like particularly on the women's side. You know, we always talk about how a lot of the girls might not necessarily have the the weapons to kind of kill off an opponent, but she has that. Yeah, and like, that, yeah. That, that, that makes such a big difference on, on that particular side of, of, of tennis. So I, I think she can really go on with it. And I think that, that win over Ash Barty, as you, as you say, Val, I think that was when people really started to sit up and, and take notice. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for her, um, is similar to what Joel is saying, is like you compare it to in the way Serena Williams in the fact that... Um, but her body type and the way she played was so much different to everyone else and allowed her to dominate, especially in the women's side. I reckon that's exactly what's going to benefit her and what's going to keep her around for so long. Yeah, and look, the quality of Osaka is quite high. And we saw and we saw it over the weeks. Like, the players that she beat, and not only beat, but destroyed. It that just, second set against Simona Halep was yeah, unbelievable. She And Halep beat her in straight sets in the Australian Open uh, in the fourth round. So... It's a massive role reversal. Yeah. Halep said that she wasn't feeling 100%, but still got to the semifinals. But Osaka, I think she just... The raw power that she was that she was establishing and displaying was just... It was phenomenal to watch. And that's the exciting type of tennis that we want to see. It's sort of... I think you can liken her to Ostapenko in the way that they play. Sort of a seaball, hitball type player. Um, consistency level probably plagues them both. They're both 20. They're both young. Mm. Um I'd say Osaka's more powerful, though. Yeah, and and I think she's got a bigger frame. Um, And and look, I really... I I like the way she plays, and I would like to see her kick on. She's 22 in the world now, but I think the real test, guys, comes in the first round of Miami, which we'll get to a major preview later, but she takes on Serena Williams first up. How good is that going to be? It's a perfect way to follow up um, a title in which everyone's talking about you when you come up against someone who people are starting to draw similar types of comparisons to. Well, first, I think... Probably the first, I think the greatest probably playing the greatest player of all time mm. apart of like a lot of people consider Margaret Court a lot of people consider Serena or Steffi Graf Monica Sellers those guys but I think Serena is the greatest player of the modern era by mm. far 
And so Serena has done for women's tennis borderline to what Roger Federer has done for men's tennis. This is a, it's a whole other can of worms. But it, it is. Yeah. Look, make no mistake, she's the greatest female tennis player of all time. Yeah, I think 100%. so. Yeah. And look, I think if Margaret Court in her prime and Serena in her prime, Serena would crush yes. Margaret Court, but different, different, D- different time, of, different yeah. weight, different, you know, different Not a comparison methods. you can make and it kind of... It's not. It's like it's saying fair, Federer and Rod Laver yeah, in their prime. Not a fair comparison. But. Um, yeah, so definitely not. But look... I can't wait to see that one quickly before we do move on. Um, her acceptance speech. Did did you guys see it by chance? I didn't see it. No. Um, Inform us. They were slamming her for how she for what she said. And look, she didn't say anything bad, but she was just super nervous. Had never done anything like that before, um, and was just really nervous. Was a bit forgetful, and people are calling it the worst acceptance speech of all time. That's that's terrible. I, I think. It I, is. I mean, if you say so if you come out and you say something offensive, or you say you, yeah. you let her slip, I'll go. I can understand that. But if you're just nervous and you're excited because you've you've won your first major tournament, it's it's yeah. a big thing. You're overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. You get a little bit mumbly and you forget a few words. I, I, that's disgusting. She to me. was she was overwhelmed, and that's yeah. the thing. And she said, "This is probably going to be the worst acceptance speech ever." And it was far from. I thought it was quite nice. I felt really sorry for her how nervous yeah. she was. So I think people who are criticising her should probably take a long hard look at themselves. But um, Daria Kasatkina continues her stunning form. Um, she's up to eleventh in the world now. I think we're going to see her in the top ten pretty soon. Um, and I don't think we're going to be seeing her leave it anytime soon either. Yeah. So can she win a slam this year, guys? I know we asked the uh, same no. with Del Potro. No. 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 Joel? No, no. <laughs> probably not. Um, she's no Caro, is she? No, she's no Caro. No Caro. All right, well, that's it for our review of Indian Wells. It was an awesome two weeks in the Californian desert. We can't wait to go or till the tour goes back there next year. Plenty more still to come on Breakpoint, including the rankings. We're going to also do our Miami preview, our rise and sliders of the rankings, and who we think is going to win the Miami tournament. You're listening to Breakpoint Podcast. Remember to tune in every week on Wooshka as we update you with the best tennis news in the world. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast, and Facebook, Breakpoint or at Breakpoint One. Keep listening as we discuss the rest of the tennis news. This is Breakpoint Podcast. Val Febo, Joel Fritchie, Josh Campbell here with you discussing the world of tennis. We've already gone through the Indian Wells tournament, the wonderful stories of Juan Martín del Potro and Naomi Osaka claiming their first Masters and Premier event, respectively. What a week it was, or what a two weeks it was in the Californian desert. But uh, with a big tournament comes lots of changes in rankings, guys. And the ATP top 10 there's a few changes going around and Joel that's your weekly domain so uh, take us through what's happened yeah and there's some uh, some interesting ones so uh, unchanged at the top is still Roger Federer followed by Rafael Natal Val's pumping the fist again Uh, three Marin Cilic Uh, in fourth is Grigor Dimitrov fifth is Alex Verev up two to six one Martin Del Potro down one to seven Dominic Team. up one to eight is Kevin Anderson down two to nine is David Goffin, and up two to ten, which I, I'm struggling to believe, is uh, Luca Poi. How did that happen? He's always lingering around there. I'm not surprised <laughs> How did that he's happen? finally. <laughs> he's been terrible this year. Oh no, he's made a. I think he's made a final. Um, come close, oh. to winning a title. He, he's just he, been. He's consistent. been average. Sem- but he's been consistent. Semi-finals that- at tournaments. I think he's been fine. Uh, if been- you're on the if you're in the women oh. and you're averaging consistency, you're world number one. Almost. Yeah, pretty, he's, <laughs> pretty much. He's been terribly average this year. Yeah. So well, look, that's. I, I don't think he's been too bad. But um, look, I th- he's been, he's been around for a long time. Oh, not a long time, but I think he deserves his spot in the top ten with his consistency. But um, we'll move on to the Aussies now. For the first time since April 2016, we have ten Aussies 
inside the top 200, but we have 11. Mark Polmans is the 11th one, and he got in as well. But Kyrgios is 20 unchanged. Matt Ebden up 2 to 76. John Millman minus 4 to 96. Jordan Thompson down 1 to 99. Alex Demonor after reaching the second round in Indian Wales in the quarterfinals at a challenger last week, up 11 to 130. Akira Santillan up 2 to 170. Kokonakis up 2 to 175. Bernard Tomic lost in Lille last night in his tennis return. He's down 7 to 181. Alex Bolt up 51 after winning a Challenger tournament two weeks ago uh, to 193. And Jason Kubler up 6 to 195. So great to see Kubler especially. What a story that is to see him back inside the top 200 after I think five knee reconstructions. So brilliant from him. Uh, Rises of the week, Joel. Juan Martín Del Potro. Yeah, I knew you were going to go. I love him. He is a legend and he's... Well, he won Indian Wells. I picked it, so I'm yeah. going to go with him as my riser. Uh, as we just said, he's you, up two to you, six. You had an interesting analogy. I was texting you yesterday and you were saying oh, yes, between choosing between him and Federer. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I said to Val that uh, choosing between Roger Federer and Juan Martín Del Potro is like choosing your favourite child. <laughs> well, it pretty much is because I think... For me, I'd choose Federer just because Roger is... Roger is Roger, but Delpo is a very close second, um, mm. and he's just, he's awesome, just his passion, he's just a very likable guy, so thoroughly deserves Val, I spot. feel like when you become a parent, you're going to make it very obvious which kid you prefer. Nah, I'll be, I'll be right, I'll be a closed, closed well, book. One will be called Roger, the other will be called Novak, and Novak just won't get enough playtime. I would never name my kid Novak. <laughs> That that will not happen. I think you'll, if, you'll lose a bet and you'll have to. No, to be, to be honest, I think maybe if you have a like a, a pet Val, like a dog, maybe you'll call it Novak or something. But no, <laughs> no probably I'd, call, not a I'd call the pet Roger. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because why, oh. why would I call my pet Novak? Oh well, if it's a again dog. lost a bet. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm well, not. Dogs I'm are not, all around in their own filth. Oh jeez, jeez, <laughs> wow! I think, I think that that got yeah. um that. I, I think that that's escalated. what Joel was trying to ask you about as well. Just that that reference there. Yeah. That um yeah, that escalated quickly. Let's move on. Your rise mm. of the week. Uh, well, up seven to fourteen. <laughs> Sam Query he made, made the quarterfinals of Indian Wells, losing a, a very close encounter with Milos Raonic. Awesome, yeah. No, he was he was very good and um well dropped. 10 spots after not defending his points in Acapulco. Mm. He's pretty much got his ranking back. So, brilliant stuff from him. Borna Charic up 13 to 36 semifinals in Indian Wells. Was up a set and a break against Federer, but just couldn't get the job done. Sliders of the week, Joel. Jack Sock, your boy Josh, down 1 to 11. So, outside the top 10. Um, it's just really not a great start to the year. Just hasn't really found any particular rhythm uh, as yet. So, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Josh? Because you're, you're Jack's biggest fan. Staunchest Jack Sock fan. I am not angry. I am just disappointed. <laughs> the old Marie Barone mm-hmm. uh, way of describing things. Exactly. Um, I have gone with Pablo Carina Booster, who is down five spots to 19. Yeah, it was in the top 10 at the start of the year and made the semis at Indian Wells last year. Couldn't repeat the effort. Uh, got close, almost beat Kevin Anderson, but uh, couldn't get the job done. Uh, mine is Stan Vavrinka down 10 to 21. First time outside the top 20 since August 2012. So it's been a good run for Stan, but the injuries have just caught up with him, unfortunately, and hopefully we'll see him back in the top 20 soon. The mm. WTA, though, um, not too many changes in the top 10 here, um, but Josh, run us through those. At uh, number one, Samorina Halep. At two, Caroline Wozniacki. At three, Garbine Muguruza at four, Alina Svetolina. Up one to five, Yelena Ostapenko. 
Down 1 to 6, Carolyn Pliskova. At 7, Caroline Garcia. At 8, Venus Williams. 9, Petra Kvitova. And rounding out the top 10, Angelique Kerber. Fantastic. The Aussies, uh, Ash Barty up 1 to 20. Dara Gavrilova, 26 unchanged. Sam Stoza up 1 to 45. Isla Tomjanovic up 2 to 90. Arena Rodionova up 1 to 127. Olivia Rogowska, 145 unchanged. Lizette Cabrera down 3 to 159. Priscilla Hon up 1 to 193. Uh, Destiny Iava down 1 to 219. And Isabella Wallace down at 5 to 257. The risers and sliders of the week. We'll start with your riser, Joel. Uh, well, it's got to be Naomi Osaka, mm. uh, up 22 to 22. So halved her ranking by winning Indian Wells. And I've got to say, Val, in the, in the ad break, um, I actually had a bit more of a serious think about your question. Can she win a slam this year? I actually think she can. She can? Yeah. All right. I, which, I, I think she's wow. got enough talent okay. to win one. Which slam? Well, the one that comes to mind straight away is Wimbledon. I think that suits her a lot. Um, US as well? Yeah, possibly. I, US. I would say the US would suit her more. Similar courts to what she won in in Indian Wells. Mm. Oh, obviously, yeah. So, obviously. I, I think probably US probably is her best surface. But Wimbledon, you never know. With that hard ground stroke, it, it yeah, does work. Well, yeah, that's like I I, I think she actually can win one. Um, and, and just because uh-huh. of the way he, the, the game she's got. Um, so uh, will she? You know. Who knows? But I think she's capable, is what I'm saying. If she wins mm. one, I swear to God, I think I will punch. <laughs> you. I think I will punch you after picking Caroline Wozniacki <laughs> and now Naomi Osaka. Osaka's going to win a slam. I, I think I've got to change mm. my I, pick. If Josh is on the band, if sorry, Joel's on the bandwagon. Did it again, damn it. Um, <laughs> he's on the bandwagon now. So look, could happen. Who knows? But you're uh, your riser of the week. Uh, well, the person she beat to win the tournament, Dario Casacchino, up eight spots to 11. And uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, yeah, she's a phenomenal young talent. Yeah, she definitely is one of the players to watch on the WTA. Uh, mine is someone that Joel labelled as boring. The most boring player he's ever watched, and I will <laughs> never let him live this one down. Carlos Suarez uh, Navarro, quarters at the Australian Open, quarters at Indian Wells now, lost to Venus Williams there. Uh, she's up four to 23, almost back inside the top 20. God, I hope she gets back to the top 10, just to prove you wrong, Joel. Um, but mm. we'll go we'll go with your slider of the week. Uh, Joe Conta, down another 3 to 14. Just um, A bit like Jack Sock, really. Just hasn't really found any rhythm yet this season. Just a really poor start and not what we'd expect from her. Well, last year we had her coming close to winning a slam. Um, she did, was one of yeah. the big contenders. Now she's um, she's just really inconsistent. It, it, it's really disappointing to watch, mm. actually. And Josh, your slider? Uh, my slider, down nine spots to 27 now, Svetlana Kuznetsova. Injuries just yeah, kept her it's out. Just, it's been disappointing for her. Yeah, really unfortunate. Mine's, well, Kristina Mladenovic was in the top 10 earlier on this week, uh, earlier on this year, sorry. Now she's down four to 19. She's really struggling. And um, as she as poor as she finished last year, she made a final a couple of weeks ago or mid-Feb and she hasn't been able to recapture that form at all from last year. She's been so inconsistent. She's had some patches of unbelievable form with patches of unbelievably terrible form. Yeah, really disappointing stuff from Kristina Mladenovic but I don't know where she'll go. Maybe she should hit with Dominic Team, get a bit more (laughs) uh, firepower. You never know. They're going out so who knows what's going to happen there but plenty more still to come on Breakpoint. We've done the rankings. We've done Indian Wells. We've still got Miami, the preview to come. Uh, The result in our tipping competition so far um, who we think is going to win at Miami on the men's side the women's side who knows plenty more still to come on Breakpoint Podcast you're listening to Breakpoint Podcast remember to tune in every week on Wooshka as we update you with the best tennis news in the world we're also on social media you can find us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast and Facebook Breakpoint or at Breakpoint One Keep listening as we discuss the rest of the tennis news. 
This is Breakpoint Podcast. Val Ferbo, Joel Frucci, and Josh Campbell here talking the world of tennis. We've spoken about the rankings, um, a lot of changes in the men's top 10, not so much in the women's, but a few of the Aussies making some jumps, significant jumps inside the top 100 and 200. But before we get into our Miami preview, we'll go through our tipping results so far this year. Ryan and Josh very slack with their um, getting their picks in, so they were scoreless last week for Indian Wells. I'm on 30. Uh, Joel has closed the gap from four to two points on 28. Ryan, 21. Josh on 20 points. So um, just, uh, The gap's wider makes my story even more memorable. What, the story of just your crumb, crumbling defeat? The story <laughs> of my, my brilliance in, in, in my uh, incredible amounts of forgetting to send in my tips. Yeah, no, mate. You've, you, I think uh, you're 10 points down on the lead now. It's going to have to be a pretty mighty comeback. Oh, it is going to be a mighty comeback. All right. Fantastic stories. It's what we love on the show. Uh, we do love that, mm. but I think yours might be too far out of reach. Who knows? We'll see. Um, the Miami preview, though, men's side. The draw came out yesterday, um, and it's a pretty good-looking draw at the moment. Roger Federer, the top seed, defending champ. Chilich, two. Dimitrov, three. Zverev, four. Del Potro, five. Anderson, six. Goffin makes his return after being hit by a ball in Rotterdam in the eye. Uh, Jack Sock, uh, he's seven. Jack Sock is eight. Novak Djokovic, nine. Not sure how he'll go. Thomas Burdich, 10. Uh, Sam Quarry, 11. Batista Agu, 12. Diego Schwartzman, 13. Isner, 14. Uh, Fonini, 16. Carino Busta, uh, sorry, Fonini, 15. Carino Busta is 16. So, um, pretty action packed draw. Um, Kyrgios, 17th seed, will face Dusan Lajevic or Horatio Zabayos in the second round. Ebden will take on Simon Kokonakis, Diminor, and Milman all qualified. Kokonakis will take on fellow qualified Calvin Emery in the second, oh, sorry, in the first round. Could play Roger Federer second, which would be a very tasty affair. Um, Diminor uh, will take on Yoshihito Nishioka, one of uh, Josh's Ooh, favorite players. Very Tom- exciting match there to look forward to. Thomas Burdich will be the second round opponent for whoever wins that. John Milman will take on Peter Gajacic in the first round. Kane Ishikori will be the second round opponent there should he get through. So quarterfinals, Federal Anderson, uh, Zverev Sok, Del Potro Dimitrov, Goffan Cilic. So some pretty mouth-watering matchups there available. Um, look, do we see anyone really outside the, the top group of seeds coming up with this title here? Because it, it looks a pretty pretty action-packed draw, but... Um, am I allowed to say Nick Kyrgios? No, apparently I'm not. <laughs> no. Um, well, I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. see him making a final. I, I, could see him, I could see him making a strong push. Well, just I see him pulling out, to be honest. There's, that, there's, there's I, the chance he does that. To be honest, Josh, I actually... I actually thought about it as well. Yeah, but it was. It's just the injuries. That yeah, are, yeah. Um, no, it's the injury, yeah. and it's the fact it's Nick. He'll either pull out or retire. Um, and yeah, the fact that it is mm. Nick. Um, look, I, I, I the thing you just I, you see it every week when you watch him play, and you just know he has that ability, and it's just not being used. And you're like, I, I, if I don't pick you, what if you just make a final? Because I, I know you can. He won't though. If he does, I'll be really surprised. I, I would be. I'd be very surprised if he makes it as well. But. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is his tournament where he makes a big push. Yeah, well, your pick here is... Uh, my pick's not him, obviously. No. But, but it, my pick is very different from you guys. Well, your pick is... Well, the finalist isn't, but your pick is something that you've uh, you've been a staunch or staunch defender of Staunch defender of is a good word, yes. Uh, Rod, uh, Marin Cilic over Roger Federer in yes. the final you've got. Now, is, you, this, yeah. is this the beginning of Cilic's quest to go to world number one? Man, I hope so, because it's going to make my word look a lot worse if he finishes the year like fourth or fifth. He'll probably... Oh no, I think he'll finish it around third or fourth. Third, third or fourth. He um, won't go to number one. 
Okay, so six thousand points. A few behind. things I want to point out. His loss to Cole Schreiber in the second round was very disappointing. I, I was expecting six four, six four, six four. Yes, yeah. I was expecting a lot better from him. I'm thinking he's going to bounce back well here in Miami. When I say bounce back, I think he's going to bounce back hard. He's going to be very clinical, climbing through. I think he'll knock off Del Potro and he'll come up into that final. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that for me, I reckon the, the fight over Del Potro that's going to be one of the best matches that you'll see this year. Okay. So semi final. Yep. And then in that final against Federer. Um, I don't know if you're seeing it necessarily. There are a slight little gaps in Federer's game as like in the last couple of weeks. I think Chilich might capitalize on that, hopefully, and that's why he'll beat Federer in the final. Okay, fantastic. Joel, who have you got? Um, I think I know. Yeah, I was trying to make a, a joke about uh, Juan Martin's name, but um, yeah, he's going to win two in a row. It won't, right. be, it won't be one in a row, it'll be two in a row. There you go. <laughs> it came out eventually. No, but he's going he's gonna, to... I think he'll actually... Um, Win a second one thousand in a row against Roger Federer. Funnily enough, Fun, well, he could very well do it. Who knows? Um, I, well, he'd be the eighth man in history to win the Sunshine Double. Um, Federer has done it, I think, three times. Djokovic four. Um, Korea, Marcelo Rios did it. Agassi did it. I think Sampras might have done it once. So Del Potro would join an illustrious group of players that um, that have done that or that have uh, made that feat possible. Mine, well. So my same pick is Indian Wells, Federer over Del Potro. I just think Roger will have to bounce back. He needs to get to at least the quarterfinals to hold his world number one ranking until pretty much Wimbledon. Um, Rafa will have to defend all the points that he accrued over the clay court season last year, which I don't see him doing. Um, Depending on um, how he's going health-wise. but um, He will not do it. I, I can't see. I, I don't think there was a better running clay in the world than what he had last year. Nah, I think one of his earlier runs back in like oh seven oh eight when he won. Maybe 80- when you look at the amount the amount of sets he dropped at the French Open, yeah, 80, the, amount 80, games, the amount of games he dropped at yeah. the French Open, eighty but. clay court matches he won in a row, yeah, which is just that's just scary good. Um, so yeah, so we've all got three different winners, which is great. So Del Podro for Joel Chilich for Josh and Federer for me. Um, the women's draw now. The seeds, Halep 1, Wozniacki 2, Muguruza 3, uh, Svinolina 4, Pliskova 5, Ostapenko 6, Garcia 7, Venus 8, uh, Kvitova 9, Kerber 10, Konta 11, Georges 12, Stevens 13, Keys 14, Kristina Vlandovic 16, Coco, uh, sorry, 15. I've gotten 15 and 16 mixed up twice already. Don't know <laughs> how that happens. Uh, and Vanderway is 16. The Aussies, uh, Barty seeded 21st, will play uh, a pair of wild cards, either Claire Liu or Claire Lou or Whitney Osugwe. Osugwe. Very good, Val. Don't know how to I've never seen her name before, but uh, let's go with Osugwe. Osugwe. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Leaving it's a good thing. Let's hope it's Wendy Lou that's, that gets through. Um, Dasha will play a qualifier in the second round, so let's just look up who they are because the draw has been finalised, but Sam Stozer will have a rematch of her second of her first round match at the Australian Open against Monica Puig. Now, Stozer, she should never have lost that Australian Open first round, had match points, had chances to get through, couldn't. Do we see her winning outside of Australia? Um, I, to be honest, as long as there's no Australian flags flying, I actually do. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I, I, I do agree. I think she should get through that match. Wozniacki will be second up. Gavrilova will take on either Andrea Petkovic or Polona Hercog. That's still one of the best names on tour. Polona Hercog. It's just great. Um, I think surely Petkovic, but that little group of seven, of, uh, eight, no, six players there. Gavrilova, bye. Petkovic, Hercog, Serena Williams, Naomi Osaka by Alina Svitolina. Mm. That is that is just jam packed mm. right there. Um, so it could be a Svitolina Serena second round, which is just or Serena Svitolina Osaka second round, which is just 
it's mouth-watering. So, great stuff there. Uh, Isla Tomjanovic knocked off Lacia Serenko this morning. Great win for her. The quarterfinals possibilities here. Halep v. Pliskova. Uh, Muguruza, Garcia or Kerber. Uh, Ostapenko, Kvitova, Williams, Osaka, Svitolina in that third quarter of the draw. Or Venus Williams, Caroline Wozniacki in the bottom quarter there. So, again, some really tantalizing matchups. And we, the evenness of the WTA over the last year we, we've seen has... Pr- has brought some really unlikely winners. Um, who have we got winning this title? Again, uh, three different winners I can see here. Yeah. Um, so, Joel? I'm dubbing, I'm dubbing this matchup with a new name, the, uh, the Caroline Derby. Uh, Carol, Carol Wozniacki against Carolina Pliskova. Um, the and Caroline I think, Derby, that's great. Yeah, and I think uh, Carol Wozniacki will win. Wozniacki to win. Uh, well, you're not wrong about. You're never wrong about Wozniacki somehow. So, <laughs> look, she might very well do it. She hasn't well, been great since the Australian Open, but... Who knows? I was going to say, Val, I was for about a year before yeah. I was right. How I was going to like, I didn't yeah. want to mention that. Well, you didn't <laughs> pick her every tournament, yeah? You said she'd win a slam and, and she got there, but uh, Josh? I think mine's going to be the biggest surprise for everybody. Um, I've got Hallett Mack in the final, but I've got to get beaten by Serena Williams. Serena! Who is going to nah. make her claim and come back, um, like her first official claim now, back on the tour, saying, I'm still the best in the world. You say some silly things on this show. I, uh, <laughs> you, you've been surprised at how many times I've had said some silly stuff and they've come, become true. Oh, not this silly. Serena will not win. She's too underdone. I mean, look, she won her first two games in Indian Wells and straight sets and then got beaten by a sister. Who's, who is not? If we're Who's, calling Venus Williams an easy beat, then we're, we're not clearly an not easy watching beat, tennis. But Serena owns Venus. Usually, so, yeah, uh, is Serena underdone? Yes, and it, it was close. But look, I, I just think Osaka do, do, will over. Does does Serena Williams at ninety percent still have the ability to beat absolutely everybody? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it'd be close. I don't think she's getting any close to winning this title. Though I think she'll do okay. But may actually, you know what? I think I, Osaka probably beats it. I've got a question for you. What is less likely, Chilich being world number one or Serena Williams winning this tournament? Serena winning this to- winning this tournament. Okay. Yeah. Well, when both of these come true, that's going to look really silly. Oh, I, I'll, I've got my bowl of words ready, but uh, I think I think I'm all right with that one. Um, Halep over Svitolina for me. I think Halep uh, should probably want to make up for the Australian Open final loss. I know semi final loss in Indian Wells. So and, and I just think Svitolina is still in some phenomenal form. So we'll see a pretty good final there with the Romanian and the Ukrainian. But that's all we've got time for on Breakpoint Podcast today. We've gone through everything. Uh, what a wonderful month March is with two premier events uh, on the calendar in Indian Wells and Miami. We can't wait to get back next week and talk about what's happened in Miami so far. We'll preview uh, the quarterfinals and the fourth round, semifinals and so on with our our second round of picks. Um, So we'll see how right we are next week. I reckon probably maybe on the women's side, maybe none of the players that we've picked to get through will even get through to next week. So we could be talking about all different players, but we'll see when we get there. This has been Breakpoint Podcast. Joel, Joel, thank you. I pointed at Josh then. (laughs) Joel Frucci, thank you so much Uh, for joining me. Pleasure, mate. Speak to you next week. Thank you. And Josh Campbell, thank you very much, mate. Hope you have an awesome week. Thanks, Val. Always great to be here. It is great to be here, definitely. I don't know what I was thinking there, but uh, (laughs) geez, it's been a pretty shocking ending, hasn't it? But uh, let's do it while we have the chance. Val Ferbo here with you, signing off on Breakpoint Podcast. Remember to follow us on Wooshka, where all our shows go up. Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Instagram, Breakpoint Podcast, Facebook, just search up Breakpoint uh, Breakpoint, and we will be there. Hope everybody has a lovely day and a lovely week.